What does it look like to have an intimate relationship with the God of the universe? I think we can really, we can really kind of dwindle it down to two main things. Regular Bible intake and prayer. And so I want to talk to you guys this morning about what it looks like for you practically to have this intimate relationship with God. Because you're going to go down the mountain tomorrow and you're going to go back to what is your regular life. And I'm hoping you go back to your regular life changed people who long to be with God and want to have a healthy relationship with God more than you even would want to have a healthy relationship with your spouse. So here's what it looks like. Regular Bible intake. I want you to notice I did not say something very purposefully. I did not say daily quiet time. I didn't. And I chose my words very carefully for a purpose. Because even though that's a good practice, and if you can do that, that's, that's a really good way to establish biblical intimacy with God. I don't, I don't see it anywhere in scripture. I, know, I, don't, I don't see a commandment that, that says, and maybe I'm missing it. If I am, please come tell me afterwards. But, but I, don't, I don't see anywhere in the Bible where it says, thou shall read the scriptures every single day that you're breathing. I don't see that anywhere. But here's what I do see. I see a high view of scripture. I see, I see a, a call for us to love God's word. So Psalm 119, 105 says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. God's word is what guides us. If we don't know what it says, if we're not regularly in it, then we're getting guided by things that are outside of God's word. Most often, Satan, the flesh, and the world. There's a reason for regular Bible intake. Joshua 1.8 says, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have success. So Joshua writes, writes this in, in the first chapter of, of the book of Joshua and, and it, he connects the law or God's desired revelation of, of for us of who he is and what he desires for us. See, let me say this. We sometimes think of God as a God who wants things from us. And that God, he just writes all these rules and he wants to steal our joy and he wants to, he wants to make it so I can't do whatever I want. But maybe a more accurate view of God is a God who wants things for us. He wants for us to live out this world the way he designed it because he's perfect and so is his design. And so he says that, that the book of the law, the, the scriptures should not de depart from your mouth. You should know them. You should, should know them so that you can do them. If you, if you don't know what God's word says, how do you live it out? Matthew 4, 4, Jesus himself we talked about this in, in, uh, in the workshop that I was in uh, just, just last night. Matthew 4.4, 4, Jesus says this as he's 
responding to, to the temptations of Satan, he says, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. We should be nourished in our faith by the word of God. See, but there's a, a danger when we make the Bible say things that it doesn't say. We started off our week looking at Eve in the garden where, where both her and Satan start to twist the word of God. We can't, we can't make it say what it doesn't say because then we become as Christians more like the Pharisees than we do like Christ. See, the Pharisees, they had laws for everything. They even created another book, uh, another book than the Old Testament. They had, they had these, uh, th- this book, and, and, and it was for um, all of the, the uh, religious leaders at the time. They, they kind of put together this, this mashup of, of wisdom stuff that they've learned over the years, and they included that in the law. So, so all of a sudden, the, the Jewish leaders, the, the religious leaders, they started making up their own laws. Kind of like you need to read God's word every single day. And what happens is when we do that, and it happened to the Pharisees, and I'm trying to keep us from becoming modern day Pharisees, is we start to do things out of obligation instead of out of delight. We start to do things because we feel like we have to. Oh, my mom said I got to have a quiet time every day, so, so I got to get up and check the box. And a lot of times what we do is we just, we, we read a, a chapter and we're like, okay, and we go on with our day and we never come back to God's word. We just do it because we think we're supposed to. And we do it out of obligation. But, but God's word does say that we should treasure it. It does say that we should always have it on our minds and in our hearts. It does say that we, we should live our lives based off of God's word. And it says that we should delight in it. And you guys, there's such a big difference between reading because you're obligated to and reading because you delight in it. See, obligation says, I don't want to, but I have to. But, uh, but delight says, I want to even if I don't have to. Did you get that? So, so obligation says, I don't want to, but I have to. And delight says, I want to even if I don't have to. And so we, we commit ourselves to spending regular time with God. Now, maybe just a, a quick uh, side, you know, cul-de-sac, Bible reading plans. They may be for you, and that's awesome. If they work for you, keep using them. For me, I get discouraged when I get to Leviticus and skip a few days, and then I go, oh, man, I failed, and God's never going to forgive me. Like, I missed two days. Now I've, I've skipped three chapters or whatever it is. And so for me, Bible reading plans don't work. For me, Bible reading plans create more of a checkboxing experience than, than they do uh, maybe for some of you. And so if Bible reading plans don't work for you, don't feel discouraged by that. Find what works for you. Um, so regular time with God, what does it look like? So the first thing is reading your Bible. It's, it's probably the most important thing. Uh, you, can, you can read your Bible straight through if you want to. You can pick uh, certain books maybe you haven't read before, whatever that looks like. I would encourage you not to just pick verses or even just chapters. Read a book all the way through. 
uh, if you're looking for some books that are great. The Gospel of John is amazing, especially if you're new in your faith um, or, or not a believer yet. The, the book of Ephesians is fantastic. Philippians is incredible. Uh, Romans is really hard to read, but if you go through it with maybe a mentor, it's easier to understand. Uh, those are some great books uh, for you to read, but you can't go wrong picking uh, from God's, God's word. Here's another way that we get regular Bible intake from sermons. Here's an asterisk, ready? There's a lot of stuff online that's not worth your time or your effort. There's a lot of stuff online that will lead you astray. And so, and so you have youth pastors that you came here with or spiritual leaders in your life. If you're going to, to eat from things that are online, you, you need to, to maybe run it by them and go, is this a reputable pastor that I could listen to? You can, you can find our, uh, our stuff. If you find us to be reputable, re- reputable, you can find the well stuff on the well community church.org. And, and you can find all of our sermons. Um, but, but there are other pastors on YouTube that are great to listen to. Uh, and your youth pastors are a great resource for that. Bible studies are great. So you can find, uh, you can get books that, that take you through Bible studies. They help you apply God's word. Uh, and that, I'm sure your youth pastors have some good ones that they could recommend to you. Devotionals, they get you into God's word, but they also help you understand it and walk through life. And the list goes on and on. There are a lot of good ways to spend regular time in God's word. But why? Why is this important? Well, first, the Bible's how we know God. The Bible's how we know God. This is his special revelation to us. We can look around, we can see the trees, we can know that God exists, but we can't know his character from his creation. But the Bible shares who God is and what his plan is for us. We've walked through it this week, and so I encourage you, read to know God. But also God's word teaches us. 2 Timothy 3, 16 uh, and 17 says, all scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness so that uh, the man of God or woman of God may be adequate, equipped for every good work. God's word is for teaching us. It's, it's, it's as we read through it, we know what he wants for us, what he calls us to, how, he, how his word impacts my life. We, we get to know what stays the same in our life and what needs to change, all based on his word. And then finally, God's word is a defense against sin. Psalm 119, verses 9 through 11 The psalmist writes, how can a young man keep his way pure or a young woman keep her way pure? By keeping it according to your word, with all my heart, I have sought you. Do not let me wander from your commandments. Your word I have treasured in my heart that I may not sin against you. How can you keep your way pure? It's by asking this question of everything you decide. What does the Bible say about it? What does the Bible say about it? Because God's word is the thing that should guide your life. It should guide your life decisions. It should guide your your hopes and your dreams. It should guide your relationships, all of that. And so I talked about daily, or not daily, but regular Bible intake. And now I wanna talk about prayer. Prayer is something we get wrong so often. We, we, 
sometimes we don't pray because we think we have to pray a certain way, right? We hear our youth pastor pray and it's like, that is the most eloquent prayer I've ever heard. I could never pray as good as fill in the blank. Or we hear friends that there's like, the prayer must be that, that guy's spiritual gift. A prayer is not a spiritual gift, but it must be because this guy prays the best prayers and, and I can't pray like that. The feeling that we have to be good at prayer is often the thing that, thing that keeps us from doing it. And so we need to make sure that, that we realize that God, God doesn't care about how you pray. He cares about the heart that you bring to prayer. Uh, he doesn't care if you think things like, I don't even know how to start, or I'm not good as so-and-so, or, or, or if God really knew this about me, then he wouldn't want to talk to me anyway. Listen to what David writes in Psalm 139, verses 23 and 24. He says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxious thoughts and see if there be any hurtful way in me and lead me in the everlasting way. So the best part about prayer, I want you to hear this. The best part about prayer is that it's not a place to be perfect. It's a place to be honest. It's not a place to be perfect. It's a place to be honest. Prayer is a time that we get to connect with the God of the universe. And here's a little secret. Don't tell anybody I told you this. God already knows your heart. He already knows your thoughts. He knows your anxieties. He knows your sin. So, so it's kind of like Adam and Eve in the garden. When God calls out to them and they hide because of their sin, we do that all the time in prayer. And yet God just wants you to trust him with your honesty, with your honest prayer. And it's amazing because it brings awe into my life to know that God knows me fully and still loves me, that he knows my sin, he knows my struggles, he knows my anxieties, and he still wants me to come before him and lay those things at his feet. So what does healthy prayer look like? We'll finish here because I know it's hot and you guys are fanning yourselves. It looks like doing life with God. First Thessalonians 5.17. It's a very short, short part of the, the passage. It just says, it says, pray, pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. So what does that not look like? So I don't want you to be driving your car and closing your eyes and, and just mumbling prayers to God while you're trying to get from point A to point B. I, I don't want you to be walking out here and accidentally walk into the pond because your eyes are closed and you're praying. What, what it means is to be constantly doing life with God. It means before you go in to take that test, you say, God, be with me. God, help me. Help me to remember the things I studied. It, it means before you go into that hard conversation, you ask God to give you grace and mercy for the person you're talking to. It means that, that you're doing life with God in your driver's seat and not in the passenger seat or in the trunk. That God is, is, you're bringing God into every part of your life. We have a real ability to, to kind of divide up our lives and close the drawers on things we don't want God to be a part of. But praying without ceasing means I'm bringing God into everything. It also looks like honest confession. We talked about that a little bit. God wants you to know, God, want, God wants to know your heart and, and he, he knows when you're faking it. And so he wants you to bring all of that and he wants you to be you. 
Here's one that's hard for me. It looks like silence and solitude. Man, I hate that. But it does. It looks like silence and solitude. If we look at Jesus in the Gospels, often he would, he would withdraw from the crowds to spend time with the Father. He would, he would withdraw to, 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 to spend time with God and to hear and to talk with God. And so if you're not spending any time in silence and solitude seeking God, you're missing out on a big part of prayer. And then finally, active listening. So we love to talk to God as Christians. We love to tell him all of our needs and all of our wants. Like I remember when I first became a Christian, I'm like, God, please, can you uh, make so-and-so like me? Because I really think she's cute. And I would just continue to, to talk to God and I would, I, would, I, would, I would not stop. It's like, have you ever talked to someone that's like that? <laughs> you sit down at a table and they just talk, 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 talk. And, and before you know it, it's time to leave and you haven't gotten one word in. That's the way we are with God in prayer a lot of times. And it's good to talk to God. But why would we go to the God of the universe and ask him things and not wait for what his response is? But we do it all the time. So here's a challenge as we, as we wrap up. The challenge is to, to invest your life in, in developing intimacy with God. Regular Bible intake and prayer. And, and maybe for the first time, when you sit with God, I don't know if you have, you know, probably up here, your counselors confiscated all of your electronic, electronic equipment. That's great up here. But when you get home, you're going to have it. Set a 10-minute timer when you're spending time with God and just listen for 10 minutes. It's going to feel like an eternity at first. But I promise you, if it becomes a regular part of your life, you're going to both talk to God and hear from God, and that's going to bring incredible intimacy into how you relate with him. Let me pray. God, we're so grateful that you are a God where, who, who wants his people to come to you. Lord, we don't need, we don't need anybody to, to come and, and mediate between us. Your word speaks to us. Your spirit speaks to us. And Lord, you invite us to speak to you. And so, Lord, I just pray over my friends here that, that you would grow the relationship of intimacy that they have with you, that they would be in that and that they would love that and they would delight in your word and they would, they would spend time with you all throughout the day. Lord, bless them as they go and spend time with you around this camp today. In Jesus' name, amen.